I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to another podcast where I'll be bringing you inspiring words and teachings that will transform your life forever. But before we go on, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We honor you. We adore you. We thank you for a glorious time like this in your presence. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit that our lives will never be the same again. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Today, we're going to be looking at something interesting from the Word of God. Hallelujah. And I want to quickly take you to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And I'm reading from verse 1. Romans chapter 12, and I'm reading from verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hallelujah. You know, this scripture I just read to you now is very big. It's very massive. The revelation here is is big. Hallelujah. He says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they had sacrifices that they presented to God, but they had to kill the animals and present it as a burnt offering. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But here now God is saying, I want you to still make sacrifices. But this time around, it's going to be a living sacrifice. Which is holy and acceptable unto God. Then he says what the sacrifice is. Your reasonable service. Your reasonable service. That thing that you are doing to bless God and bless man, that is your sacrifice. That thing that you're doing that blesses God and it blesses men, 
that is your reasonable sacrifice, your reasonable service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, verse 8 actually, but verse 8 and verse 9, let's read verse 8 and verse 9. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8 and verse 9. It says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit live life everlasting. If you make sacrifices to your flesh, just to your flesh, you will reap corruption because all of those sacrifices will end in this world. I saw the video of a former head of state of a certain country. The man had passed away. But then he was trying to build the, the house he was trying to build. I'm not even call it a house. I won't even call it a mansion. He was trying to build some kind of but I call it a city. I don't even know what to call it. But it was going to be private for himself. And it was going to have an airstrip inside. And it was going to have everything inside. Very massive, very big. But he died before the time he expected. And right now, that whole thing that he spent so much money in is lying in ruins. It's lying in ruins. Hallelujah. It's, it's empty. Nobody's living there. His children didn't even inherit it. And the whole thing is lying in ruins. What you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. But let's say that money he spent, he used it to sow his seed into a church for the propagation of the gospel or to touch people's lives in a meaningful way. Now, even after his passing, the things that he did will still be speaking for him. Hallelujah. So if you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. That's just it. Because everything that in this world that has no eternal value will end in corruption. That's one thing that we must understand. But verse 9 says, let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing the right thing. Then he goes on to say something else, which is big here. He says, for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. In due season, we will reap if we don't give up. Hallelujah. Remember what he said in Romans 12. Verse 1 he says. Present your body as a living sacrifice. Wholly acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. Your service. To God and to humanity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says don't get tired of that good thing that you are doing. You are blessing people's lives. You know, there are certain people who probably have helped people. You've been nice to people. But every time you are nice to people, they turn back and come against you and all that stuff. 
until you get to the point where you say, well, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be helping people anymore. Every time I help people, they turn back and they hurt me. No, don't say that. Don't say that. He says, let us not be weary. Don't get tired of doing good. Then he says, when it's time, in due season, you will reap. You will reap. I tell you, the God that we serve is a rewarder. In fact, even the system of creation, if you read your Bible in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 8, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. I want you to see something here. It says, while the earth remaineth, as long as this world exists, as long as this world is here, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest will not cease. Hallelujah. So that principle of reaping what you sow was was placed right from creation. As old as the earth is, the principle of sowing and reaping has existed. Hallelujah. So the Bible says your labor of love is not in vain. There's nothing that you do that will go. There's nothing that you do that will just go like that. No. We are always rewarded. When we do the right thing, God always rewards. Hallelujah. He says, don't be weary of doing good. For in due season, you will reap. You will reap. You will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Verse 10 of Galatians chapter 6. Verse 10 of Galatians chapter 6. It says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Let us do good unto all men as we have the opportunity. Then he says, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. This is, this is big here. He says, be nice to everyone, but your priority must be those who have the household of faith. That's just it. Do good unto all men. Hallelujah. Do good. Be a blessing. Hallelujah. And remember, see, when we talk about giving many times, the first thing that comes to people's mind is money. Money is good, but that's not the only thing that you can give. A man who is a multi-billionaire, unless he has $30 billion in his account, 
and he's very wealthy. If he's sick and is lying on a sick bed, if you went to him and you gave him $1 million, it will not make any impact. This man has $30 billion. Your $1 million will make no impact if he's lying on a sick bed. At such points, love, care, attention will be more valuable to him than all the money in this world at such points. Hallelujah. A man who is dying on his deathbed, if you give him money at that time, it's not going to make any impact. It won't mean anything to him. The man is living this world. The best he can do at that time is to pass the money to his, his king foes. But such money will make no meaning to him. Love, care, attention at such points will be more valuable than money. Hallelujah. So he says, let us do good as we have the opportunity. Let us do good unto all men. Hallelujah. Do good. Be nice to people. Be kind. Be gentle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've said this before. When you go to the house of God, for example, when you're in the house of God, ask yourself some very vital questions. What can I do to take this work to the next level? What can I do? How can I be a blessing to those in this place? That's what I call the spirit of success. The spirit of success looks out for a need. When you are somewhere, look out for a need. Look out for a need. What is needed in this place? What can I do to make this place better? Look, the things that are happening in the world today, many of the things that are going on in this world are caused by two major things. The problems of this world are caused by two major things. Number one, pride. And number two, selfishness. Pride and selfishness. If people are humble and people are selfless, the world will be a much better place than the way it is now. There are politicians who don't mind. They will steal all the money as much as they can from the country. They steal and steal and steal. Monies that are for the benefits of everyone. But they steal and steal and steal. They don't care if people are languishing in poverty. They don't care if people are dying. They don't care about all that. But they steal. Selfishness. You know, at the time of the lockdowns in 2020, and in some African countries, 
there were companies, a particular country, companies and certain people came out and made donations to give out to the poor people and the vulnerable people in the society. Do you know there are certain government officials who hid these things? I mean, if you think about the things, like simple things. There are people who hid these things and kept these things and refused to give it out to the people. How evil can people be? What was meant for the people? Like just distribute it, let people have these things. No, they kept it to themselves. Selfishness. Hallelujah. If you are a child of God, you will think like God, you will function like God. God is not selfish. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. The proof of your love is in your giving. The proof of your selfishness is in your taking. Like you just want to take from people greed. You just want to take and amass these things for yourself. Hallelujah. But we're not surprised though. Why? Because the Bible says the God of this world, the devil is the God of this world. And he's a proud person. He's also a selfish person. He's proud. Because before the creation of man, he was the most beautiful creature that God ever created at the time. And he was like, wow. At my level, no, I will ascend above the stars of God. I will be like the Almighty with all my beauty and all that. He was proud. And he's also selfish. Why is he attacking men? Why is he trying to drag men down and drag them to hell? Because he has been doomed and his destiny is the lake of fire, burning with sulfur and brimstone where he will burn forever and he knows it. So he doesn't want to go alone. He wants to take as many people with him as possible to their destruction. That's why he's doing all that he's doing. So talk about selfishness, talk about evil, talk about wickedness. That's why he's who he is. That's why he's just doing what he's doing because he has been destined for destruction and he knows it and there's no change in it so what he wants to do now is to take as many people with him as possible that's why he's doing what he's doing so if you talk about selfishness wickedness evil that's him but on the contrary as a child of God look for ways to be a blessing to others Look for a way to improve other people's lives. Look for a way to better people's lives. When you are in a place, let it be obvious that you are there because of something good you are doing. You know, sometimes it could just be a smile that you smile that will bless somebody. Sometimes it could just be a kind word. Just a kind word. 
Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'll tell you, some years ago, I was in a particular church. And every time the worship is going on, you know why the worship praise is going on? I would always dance and dance and dance. I would always dance like that. And I'll be dancing. And then one day I wasn't in church. So when I was in church, when I eventually got to church, someone said, ah, where were you on Sunday? We didn't see you. We missed your dancing. We missed your dancing. I said, every time you, I see you, I'm always inspired. I'm always inspired. I see the way you worship. I see the way you lift your hands. I see what you do and you inspire me. And he said to me, endeavor to always sit in front when you come to church. You may not know it, but you're inspiring a lot of people. And I was touched. I never did those things because I was trying to impress anybody. I didn't do it because I was trying to show anybody. I genuinely loved God and was worshiping. But I didn't know I was inspiring people. Hallelujah. I didn't know I was doing it, but that's exactly what I was doing. So this thing, what I'm talking about here is beyond giving money. It's giving those things that money cannot buy. Hallelujah. It says your reasonable service, a living sacrifice unto God. A living sacrifice unto God. Hallelujah. A living sacrifice. These are sacrifices we offer to God. And God will surely reward us. He will surely reward you. You know, years ago I was taught, we were taught when we're being raised. Learn to say thank you. Learn to say thank you. For example, you go to the shop and you know you bought everything that you you, you wanted to buy, you got everything, and you go to the cashier and you pay, and she gives you the receipt and everything. After you do that, learn to say thank you. Learn to say thank you. You know, some people's mentality is like, well, after all, I paid for it, so what did she really do for me? Well, if there was no shop there, and if there was nobody there, you wouldn't have gotten those things. So yes, you paid for it, but still say thank you. Still say thank you. It shows that you have the spirit of your father. God is love and God appreciates. The Bible says he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That is appreciation. So God appreciates. If people do something right, he appreciates what they do. The same way you should be appreciative. Learn to say thank you. You got an Uber and the guy came and took you to where you want to go and drops you at the destination you wanted to go. When you come out, say thank you. Don't say, well, after all, I paid for it. No, be thankful. Hallelujah. And also understand the place that you are. 
like there are some places that um, people accept tips. I remember in America, my cousin and I, every time we use an Uber, we always give tips. And we give big tips at that. We always did that. There was a particular day we went to California and we had this guy because, you know, he was taking us to the venue where we were to have a program. And the guy was just saying how things were difficult and stuff like that. He was working hard. And he said he had a target to meet. He needed about $200. That's how he had to work hard that particular day. So we're trying to invite him for the program. And we asked him a question. said, so if you have $200, this $200 you're talking about, will you be in the meeting? He said, ah, if he can make the money, he will. And immediately I counted $200 and gave to him. He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. He, he, he couldn't believe. Praise God. He couldn't believe it. And he came for the program. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, in some places, people accept this, but there are some places, I remember we were in the UK, and then there was this guy that was to, this, I think it was a driver too, and we tried to offer him the tip, I think it was my cousin or so, and he rejected it. And I think I did something like that too, I was in Istanbul in Turkey, and I was trying to give a tip, and they turned it down. So, depending on the culture, or where you are, because in some places it could be seen as an insult. It's understandable. But in some places, it's okay. People accept it. Hallelujah. But in every way, it may not, like I said, it doesn't always have to be money. It could be a kind word. It could be a smile. Just to appreciate someone. Just to say, I'm thankful. Hallelujah. Being good to God and men. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For example, you go to a particular church. You, you, you attend a church. Find out, what can I do in this church? Be interested. Okay, this church, how does the church get cleaned? Who cleans the church? Find out. If you can help, join to help. Because the church is God's house and there is no way you can clean God's house and your house will be dirty. No, God will fix that which concerns you. God is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He will fix what concerns you when you take his own things to heart. Hallelujah. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. Hallelujah. Every day, think of something nice you can do. Something nice you can do to bless somebody, to lift somebody up. Hallelujah. To lift somebody up. Think of something you can do. If your absence is unnoticed, it means you were irrelevant. If you're in a particular place and when you're not present, Everybody, nobody notices it. Like you, you, you are not there and nobody noticed your absence. It means you were not so relevant in that place. But if while you were there, 
like you are blessing everyone, you're doing something nice, you're, you're reaching out in one way or the other. When you were not there, it would be very obvious. It would be very obvious. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Your good works. Your good works. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. They will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Somebody is in need. Maybe the person's rent has not been paid and the person is crying out to God. Oh God, please do this. Please fix this for me. Do this for me, oh God. The person is crying out and talking to God about it. And then suddenly, somehow, you got to hear about it. And when you heard about it, you reached out to the person and said, listen, I'm going to pay your rent for you. What is the first thing the person is going to say? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The person will thank you and all, but you have become an answer to the cry of someone. You have become a miracle, an answer to the cry of someone. And I tell you what, when you were, you availed yourself the opportunity to become the answer of someone's cry, the day you would also need it, somebody will answer your cry. The day you would also cry. Because like I said before, it's not always about money. Sometimes the problem may not be money. Sometimes you might just need, need a listening ear. In the day you would also cry, God will send someone who will be an answer to your cry. Hallelujah. Many times when I pray for people in the cause of ministry, or maybe we're doing something, some giving or this and that, you know, when the people are rejoicing and thanking God, in my heart I say to the Lord, Father, remember me. That's what I say. Father, remember me. Let my seed speak for me. The day that I'm also in need, let someone, let someone be used to answer my cry. And that is how it has been. That's how it has been, really. That's how it has been. God always sends people that will come and they will reach out, they will meet my needs somehow, somehow, somehow. I don't have to struggle for anything. Somehow. Somehow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Like I said, in a church, look for something that you can do to be a blessing. Even at your place of work, look for something that you can do. Of course, use wisdom, be guided by the Spirit. But look for something you can do to make the place a better place than the way you met it. That's the spirit of success. Making the world a better place than the way you met it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I tell you, when you do that, 
you'll be amazed. The Bible says God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So we shouldn't be weary and well doing. Don't get tired of doing good. I remember a certain neighbor of ours years ago when we were growing up. This man, I feel like that was the kindest man I've ever known in my life. The man was so kind. He was so good. A gentle man, loving man, wonderful father to his children. An amazing man. In fact, those days, sometimes I used to think in my heart, Father, why didn't you bring me up from that family? <laughs> As a child, I used to think that way. I thought God made a mistake to bring me out from, <laughs> from my family, you know, from my dad and all. Because I looked at that man as, uh, he, he was like an angel from heaven. So kind, so giving. Sometimes if he wasn't around and you know, there was no power in the whole community, once he comes around, he'll send for it and make sure it's available for the whole community. what a man one day the man passed away tragically but then his children began to reap the harvest of his kindness people all over the world were reaching out how they can help his children how they can help his children because his good deeds had outlasted him though he had passed away the seeds that he sowed, the seeds of kindness, were still speaking for him, for his children. Hallelujah. And now I said, so the things that we do today, we may not live to see the reward, but guess what? Our children will see them. Of course, should Jesus tarry? Hallelujah. Should Jesus tarry? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So don't get tired of doing good. Even if people are not nice. I'll read one final scripture. The book of Hebrews. Chapter 13. And verse 1. Hebrews chapter 13. And verse 1. It says, Let brotherly love continue don't stop being loving and kind let brotherly love continue then he says be not forgetful to entertain strangers be nice to people that's what he's saying here even those you don't know be nice for thereby some have entertained angels unawares Wow. It says some have entertained angels without knowing it. Some have. Does it still happen today? Absolutely. Hallelujah. Says, so be nice. Be nice. You never know. A certain lady went to was going for a job interview along the way she met a man 
and she treated this man so unkindly. She was so unkind. And the man was trying to be nice. He said, no, get out. What kind of person are you? And then she went for the interview. Only to get there to discover that the man she was unkind to was the CEO of the organization. Needless to say, of course, she didn't get the position. Another lady, she was, this one is a, a story. I don't know if that actually happened, but she was somewhere. And then there was this older woman. And she was so unkind to the older woman to the extent she even slapped her. So unkind and rude to the older woman. Not long after, she, met, she had met this young man who she loved or she felt she loved. I was going to marry him. So he said he wanted to introduce her to his mother. On getting there, she discovered that the same woman she slapped was his mother-in-law. Or his, was the man's mother. And the mother said, listen, she called her son said, do you remember what I told you about the lady that slapped me? This is the lady. I'm sorry, my son, but she can't be your wife. And that was the end. That was the end. If she had followed this rule to be kind to strangers, to be nice, things would have been different. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So today we're talking about presenting your body as a living sacrifice unto God. It says, which is your reasonable service. Your service. And I said service here, talking about service to God and to man, mankind. Service to God and to mankind. Those good things that you do that bless people. That thing that you do to make the world a better place. He said, let us not be weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not faint. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. It's important to understand that if you are born again, you don't have to try to be good. You're already good. The Bible says God is good. And you are his child. So if as a child of the one who is good, you too are automatically good. So what you do, begin to manifest your inner character. Just manifest who you are. The loving person that you are. The kind person that you are. The one with a beautiful soul that you are. Just be nice. Hallelujah. Let your words bring healing and not killing. Let your words bring life and not strive. Hallelujah. Let your words bring health and not death. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word that you've brought to us today, reminding us 
to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto you, which is our reasonable service as we serve God and we serve man. Knowing that you who sees all things, you will reward. The Bible says, you are the rewarder of those that diligently seek you. Lord, we thank you because we're not forgetful hearers of your word, but we are doers of your work. And from today, we will live by this rule. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've learned something today. And you're going to apply it in your life. And you get results. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. And I'm going to come to you again with more inspiring words and teachings. That will inform you and transform your life forever. Until I come to you again. Keep living in the atmosphere of God's word. God's worship. And God's miracles. God bless you. Bye bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.